Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. Beautiful day to hang out at the house while a child runs around screaming, I'm yelling! I'm yelling! <laughs> I'm existing! <laughs> I'm made of matter! <laughs> just saying things. He just lives in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's in the moment. He's of the moment. Got to go on an exciting field trip this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I uh, Natural History Museum. I wanted... Here's the thing. On the weekend, sometimes I'll, I'll take Simon to do something fun. Mm-hmm. Simon's my two-year-old, for folks who don't know. And um, I was trying to think of something I hadn't done with him recently. And I... Because I go to the zoo a lot. We go to the kids' museum a lot. Mm-hmm. We go to the park a lot. Yeah. It's pretty much our three main places we go. And I thought it would be nice if there was somewhere else. And I asked my wife... Gun range. Yeah. <laughs> um... The rendering plant. <laughs> um, I asked my wife, you know, where where should I take uh, where should I take Simon tomorrow morning? And she just looked at me, just dead eyed and exhausted, and just said, "Trader Joe's." <laughs> well, I mean, samples. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea. Hey, they were handing out uh, little containers of Joe's O's with um, uh, blueberries mixed in. So he was delighted oh, by yeah. the samples. The Jozos didn't have blueberries. This was like something the sample person was doing. Right. This was the like a, a was serving suggestion. How you can improvise right. and create your own recipes on the fly if you have Jozos on hand. Um, so outside the, uh, outside the Trader Joe's, there is a group of high school students, mm-hmm. um, classic street toughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're throwing dice. Holding a bake sale. Okay. There's for probably... Saturday night specials, like they're raising money to try yes. and buy Saturday night specials. Yes, they're they're raising money to buy a saw for their shotguns. Okay. Um, and to make them deadlier. Yes. <laughs> and they, they they've modified sh- their shotguns, but less to accurate sh- to shoot saws. <laughs> okay. So they're out there holding a bake sale for their high school. And I'm noticing this because they're terrifying passersby by applauding whenever someone comes by and, like, being being en masse. Like, there's mm-hmm. got to be 18 of these kids. Big sale! Woo! And people are, like, trying to avoid eye contact with them because it's so intense. They're very, being very pleasant. Yeah. So intense. But, I mean, could it read as sarcastic? No, this is this was sincere. Okay, these were. But I mean, very could people think they're like, teams. yeah, you're walking by, you're not buying a lemon bar. Like, is that could could you have interpreted it as that tone? If you're a turkey, <laughs> right. I don't think these people are turkeys. Okay, they're just afraid of teenagers. It's sure. perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Who's not afraid of teenagers? I no, I am. I mean, really big teenagers. Sure, but that's all I can come up with. <laughs> So I'm just I mean I get I guess I'm not afraid of teenagers I guess I'm just self-conscious that they probably have more Tumblr followers than I do. <laughs> so it's more of an envy thing. So I uh, we after I finished shopping for real groceries mm-hmm. I'm like I'm going to go to this bake sale I'm going to get something for my wife. That's nice. You know, bring home something nice a little a little nice something to chew on, a little nibble. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I a, guess. a sweet treat. Yeah, sure. You you see where I'm going with this. Right. So I go up, number one, my eyes immediately drawn to the empanadas. 
What kind of empanadas are these? They tell me disappointedly, uh, meat. Because they're trying to, because they probably have had a day of people thinking they're apple empanadas. Sure. Or, you know, <clears throat> uh, tropical fruit empanadas. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they're meat empanadas. People don't want them. I'm delighted. I bought five empanadas. It's right off the bat. Show me a meat empanada that I won't buy. What was this raising money for, did you see? Homecoming dance, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Hard to say. Class of something or other. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Eagle Rock High School, class of whatever. Yeah. Scientology something something auditing <laughs> center. I don't know. Just some nice Scientology teens <laughs> trying to build a new auditing center. Something something. Trying to save the auditing center. I think it was uh, the the Pitler Youth. <laughs> oh, Jesse, I think these were neo-Nazis. <laughs> um, I think you bought empanadas from a group of teen neo-Nazis. <laughs> They were really good. I mean, when I mean, you consider how blonde and blue-eyed this group of children were, uh, they, were pretty they good really did their... made a nice empanada. Okay. You probably watch a, a lot of, uh, what's that guy called? Rick Moody? Is that the guy who makes Mexican food? <laughs> Rick Bayless mm. makes Mexican food on public television. So anyway, um, I bought some empanadas. I bought a bag of chocolate chip cookies, which I'm pretty sure were just chocolate chip cookies from the store after I ate one, mm. which is bullshit. And they rebagged them. Yeah, they just sure. rebag them. What the fuck, kids these days? Millennials, am I mm-hmm. right? The best part was, the reason I'm feeling so good today going into today's recording, uh, some teens got together talking amongst themselves. I'm like, what are these teens behind me talking about? Because I'm at one table, they're behind me at the other table. I think they're fucking scheming on me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sure. And they go, fresh Air Max 1s, sir. <laughs> yeah. Sure. They thought my <laughs> they thought my kicks were fresh. This is a this comma, is a this sir. is another installment in the run of stories Jesse's told uh, that end in him getting a compliment from teens though. Sure, from teens. To be fair, does most of your stories end in you getting a compliment? It's a it's a problematic it's a problematic compliment because they did call me sir, mm-hmm. which seems weird at the end of that sentence. Sure, but I'll take what I can get, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, did the cashier say anything to you? Nice smile? No. Nice car? I don't get a lot of compliments, Jordan. I mean, not not according to this podcast. I would think you get at least one a week because you have at least one compliment story per week. Jordan, the point is, these teens, mm-hmm. you know, these people say a lot of bad things about millennials. Sure. You know what I mean? They say they're lazy, won't move out of their parents' houses. Mm-hmm. All they do is Facebook-like you know, send dick pics with their Snapchats. Sure. I really believe in millennials. I met a few millennials lately outside Trader Joe's who I thought were very polite, really knew a lot about cool sneakers, <laughs> and really knew about respecting their elders without making them feel too old. Uh, you know, I have, I ran uh, across a Trader Joe's outside person recently mm-hmm. can we introduce our guest and then let's I introduce talk our about guest mine? she's a, a a comic and most significantly uh recently the co-host of one of the new max fun podcasts lady to lady miss tess barker hi, hi guys how's hi. it going it's great to have you on the program tess thanks for having me has anyone complimented you lately Gosh, no, not like that. And from a teenager, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, yeah, I got actually, I had a an insult from a teenager lately that really hurt, which I feel like these oh, teenagers no. in their natural state is insulting sure. you. But right. um, I'm learning how to surf right now. And, and they I, said, nice surfing, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, I'm learning how to serve. And I have this, like, you know, tacky, cheap board that I got at Costco. It's 99 bucks. You Wait, got it in a pack with three other boards. Yeah. You surfboard at Costco. Yeah, I'm not ready for, like, a big girl one yet. I got, like, a cheap, like, styrofoam one. Also because I suck. Wait, wait. Like, are you just surfing on a pallet of ramen noodles? <laughs> okay, it's a boogie board, you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so I... Does yeah. it have a... Does it have a um, humanoid shark... With sunglasses on it, like tipping his sunglasses, what giving is that, a thumbs Maui up. And sun? What is was it that <laughs> inflatable? Does it have handles? <laughs> yeah, is it, it shaped has... like a dolphin? <laughs> and then there's a penguin head on the front of it. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, it just sits around my waist. Uh, but no, so I have this crappy surfboard, and it's pink, which I thought Wait, was kind of cute. It's shaped like a dolphin. It has a penguin head. <laughs> this is the outside. It just says inflatable nightmare creature. <laughs> It's, my surfboard is a sequel to Blackfish. Okay. So <laughs> you're, you're, it's the surfboard that makes you feel bad about SeaWorld. Yeah. You're floating You're floating on the sea, the high yeah. seas. Yeah. I get done. I caught a couple waves, which I was proud of myself for. Did I, you get up? Yeah, I got up. Yeah, I stood up. That sounds and, like a pretty successful sesh to thank me. Thank you. Thank you. And I, so I, I mean, as far I, as seshes go. As far as seshes go, it was, yeah, it was on the higher end. And so, What are you wearing? Wetsuit, probably. Yeah. Sure. I'm not that hardcore. Yeah. Um. And so I get just out of the water. Just board shorts is probably what you should wear next time. <laughs> or just sneakers, apparently. Yeah, Maybe that'll yeah, help me. Yeah. And there's these surfer kids, and they go, hey, nice board. And I thought they were, like, being legitimate. I'm like, thank you. And then I walk, like, three seconds, and then they all just start snickering behind my back. Like, they were being sarcastic and making oh. fun of my board. Oh. Did you see their yeah. boards? What did their boards look like? They were, like, nice. They got theirs were... in Sam's Club. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that you should really take that to heart that you got a compliment from student teenagers because I don't think that happens very often. I have heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I have heard that if you pour one of the Costco boards into a Brita, mm-hmm. you get Grey Goose. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not exactly Grey Goose, but it tastes like Grey Goose. It tastes like it's Grey that Goose. quality. Sure. Yes. I mean, yeah, because that's the only that's the only difference between an expensive surfboard and Grey Goose vodka is filtering. Right. <laughs> Are you genuinely not afraid of teenagers, Jordan? Uh, no, I'm. I'm pretty afraid of teenagers. Okay, I'm pretty afraid of them. Oh yeah, did I? Did I mean to yeah, imply that said, I'm not? You said specifically that you weren't. You claimed to not. No, no, no. I am afraid of teenagers. I mean, afraid, jealous, um, angry. Yeah, mad at. Okay, sure. Good. Oh, you know, I, a a. Uh, uh, Tess, I was telling the story uh, a couple couple weeks ago about going to see Chance the Rapper and being easily the oldest guy there. Sure. Uh, something that I that happened to me that I kind of felt good about was I was mad at the girls who I felt were felt like were dressed too slutty. Mm-hmm. I was like, really, really have have a little self respect. I'm like, oh good, I'm on the right I'm on the right side of this. <laughs> How about some slacks? Put on some slacks. I can see part of your butt, madam. Wow, young lady. Did you verbalize that? Is that the first time that you've had that experience looking at young people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, these are the first young people I've seen in some time. And been disgusted by. Yeah. I know what you mean, though. I actually used to substitute teach, um, and I was pretty young when I did it. I was like 23 years old when I started, and I was really scandalized by the way. It doesn't take long after high school to realize how horrible high school people are and how they sure. dress. Like they see- <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't. You weren't scandalized by high school when you were in high school, because I, when I say I thought everyone was afraid of teenagers, my presumption is that includes teenagers. teenagers. <laughs> Other teens, yeah, yeah. I loved high school. I also had a great time in high school. Yeah, but I went to a an arts high school. Oh, okay, I went to a weird high school. I don't think my high school was all American at all. Did you guys have popular kids? Not really. 
They were probably just the kids that did like volunteer work and were the good artists no, and stuff. Or... Well, to some extent, to the good the good artists, right? I mean, the dance the dance department acted like popular kids in the sense that they were all very skinny, very beautiful, and smoked all the time. Okay, so they were popular kids. That's, Wait, do the popular yeah. kids smoke all the time? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's across the board. Yeah. Popularity is like thirty three percent. How many drugs and alcohol you do in high I mean, school? I mean, I will. Oh God! Then everyone at my high school was very popular. <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, as an Orange County specific that I think probably that I dealt with a little bit that maybe everybody else didn't is like the cool religious kids, like the <laughs> no, good looking, yes. like hip youth group. Yeah, I'm I'm from Ventura County, which oh, is interesting. Like you, so you know yeah. kind of that phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. For Wait, us, it was Mormons. That's real. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, there's like the you know the phenomenon of like the hip youth group. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. In not fact, just like not just like clean cut, but like other kids think they're cool. Yeah, yeah. like they're good looking. They all surf. Cur- surf. They're they, charismatic. Yeah, they're sure. Beautiful. They date each other. They yeah. drive nice cars. Good shape. Yeah. Yeah, their parents are usually pretty well off, so they have nice cars and like you know. Yeah. Nobody in my high school had fun cars. fun soda really? parties. Yeah. No, nobody had cars. If you had a car, that was a big <clears throat> deal. Where did you grow up? San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like no like a couple of kids that were from out of town and had like uh applied to get in cuz you had to do like inter- interdistrict. Like later on like our senior year of high school my wife drove to school I think in her parents car. But like the, no no almost nobody had cars. I wonder if that contributed to your lack of sort of like an in crowd because that was such a big determinant of how popular in my high school was like what you drove and like what really? you did with your car. Yeah. What was yeah. your what was your high school car? Uh, I mean, the the popular girls drove Mustangs and the popular guys drove trucks, like lifted trucks, <laughs> like super SoCal. Yeah, this uh, this sounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is matching up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Were all the popular kids at your high school just Joel Osteen? Who's that? Adjacent, yeah. Uh, the Purpose Driven Life guy. Oh, okay. The smiley Rick yeah. Warren. I thought Rick that's Pastor Rick the, Warren. Oh, Joel Osteen is sorry. Joel Osteen okay. is in comp- direct competition with. Ah, okay, the okay, yeah, yeah, sure. You're, you're absolutely right. Rick Warren is the Purpose Driven Life guy. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, are we done with high school? Can I move on sure. to my being harassed outside Trader Joe's? Yes. yes. So, uh, I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and there was um not a teen bake sale, but the significantly less charming. People collecting money for liberal cause X, Ugh. and they like yell at you. Ugh. They yell at you like, um, "Hey, do you have some time for gay rights?" Or like, "Hey, do you have some time for human rights?" It's always like something that if you say no to, you'll feel bad about course, on the way yeah. home. Uh, and they're always like, "I don't know who they get to do these. I don't. I'm, I have a hard time figuring out who these people are." But I think they're like. I you know, know exactly. Do you want to know? They're like my, college kids yeah, who my, need money. My friend Adam, my friend Adam uh, when we were in college-ish, mm-hmm. 19-ish, yeah. he had that job for a whole summer. He said basically what would happen – and my uh, my roommate from college, uh, Mike Eroticus, mm-hmm. he also had that job but for like two days. Yeah. And Adam said – Adam was a door-to-door canvasser, but he also did sometimes on the street. And uh, he said like it was just – Anyone who would take them, the, anyone they could get, they tried to get good-looking college-age people, and just ninety percent of the people quit every twenty-four hours. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I believe it. I'm surprised it's not higher. Yeah, I mean, and do they make? Do you know if they make money based on how many people they sign up? Yes. Or? So if if you're getting signatures, you get paid per signature, and if you're raising money, you get paid 
uh, generally like a percentage or a bonus based on the amount of money that you raise. And so like like Adam, uh, you know, he's sort of a good looking, clean cut, all American type young man. And he's not intimidating looking or anything. Very sincere. He made pretty good money, but it was only because he was willing to take shit. Yeah, for an entire summer. Uh, so, so this, so this, this girl's out front, uh, and she is, you know, I, I think she is probably the the kind that they're looking for. She's young, she's kind of cute, she's got like a fun, I don't know, she's got tights on, like colored tights. Yeah. Sure. He, he said everyone else who was successful was a pretty girl. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think that is probably. I uh, mean, if you're gonna harass people on the street, you should probably be a pretty girl. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, fun glasses, sure. cute frames. Um, and she's like, hey, do you have some time for blah, blah, blah? And I was like, oh, no, sorry. She's like, no, come on. It'll just take a second. I'm like, uh, sorry, I got to go. And as I'm walking away, she's like, wait, I really want to get to know you. Oh. <laughs> which was, oh. <laughs> which like felt so desperate. I felt bad. I was like, oh, that's. Oh, and then I fry. That like, sounds like she's offering sex. Yeah. It does. It really does. I feel like I should have said, okay, I'll listen to your pitch. But first you have to hear 30 minutes about what I've accomplished in 2013. Like, I have to, like, have a really serious conversation where I feel like you know me after it. Then I will consider giving money to the ACLU. Yeah, I'll cause... tell you about my goals for the future. Right. Why I don't think I've achieved them yet. <laughs> <laughs> Why I feel like I sabotage relationships. Just really go deep with this why, girl in why front of no the Why no one ever shows. gives me any compliments, unlike my co-host, Jesse. <laughs> Who's constantly being complimented. Wow. And why I'm so desperate for company that I turned around to talk to you. Yeah. Me. <laughs> that's she sort of like reverse cat calls you. It I mean, was that's a sort bit. of like when you get cat called by it, like, you know. But that's what I think that, that's it, that's essentially what they're relying on. They're relying on the fact that that a man will be so confused that a pretty woman wants to talk to him <laughs> that he'll just do whatever she says. I just think... anything. Just cuz just in a in a sort of haze state. You know, sort of like um, like your brain is in a state similar to your legs after you get off an ocean liner. Yeah, that makes yeah. Like your brain is still in hot girl. Like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. Wait, whoa. It's like how you. Okay. It's like um, how immediately after you get off one of those carnival rides, like one of those carnival rides, it's always spinning. As soon as you get off those, somebody's always offering you a timeshare. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like that. Does that make sense, Tess? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, great. We'll be back yeah. in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Breaking news. January is one of the biggest months ever for the MaximumFun.org network. We're launching four new shows. Yes, four. Four new shows, so much stuff to listen to. The first new Max Fun show is Oh No, Ross and Carrie. They join fringe religious groups, undergo alternative medicine treatments, and investigate the paranormal, all so you don't have to. Your new late night best friends are Jasper Red and Kimberly Clark, and their new Max Fun show is called The Goose Down, not to be missed. Also coming to Max Fun in January, Song Exploder. It's a podcast that talks to musicians about their songs and deconstructs how they were put together. And our fourth new show is Lady to Lady, a weekly talk show with Tess Barker, Brandy Posey, and Barbara Gray. It's like The View, if The View was a good thing. 
And one final announcement, Dave Holmes, the great Dave Holmes from television, is joining the network as the new host of our funny as heck international quiz show, International Waters. It's going to be a great year for Maximum Fun. You can check out all our new shows at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tess Barker, comic, wearing a Batman shirt. <laughs> Question <literal>. mark? <laughs> I mean, I'm. Some, you definitely are wearing a Batman shirt. It's like a homemade Batman shirt? It's not. It, okay. <laughs> Speaking of compliments, that's one of those things that when someone says. Is that homemade? You, did you make that? I that's mean, it looks homemade a... in like a cute Etsy way, not in like you fucked this up way. Like it's, it oh. looks, it's charming. Thank you? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. But it's it's still one of those things that yeah you don't know whether to say thank you to that or sure. yeah he's trying to insult it. you okay. I was I was I, I like to cut people down before the podcast <laughs> I wish that my screen printing skills were this good it's not, it, like it seems like it seems like it's not quite the Batman logo it seems like it is the closest you can be to the Batman logo without being like legally uh, you know obliged to DC Comics <laughs> anyway. Um, I, so the question mark was appropriate. Though. Yeah, I was driving. I was driving here, and um, I saw a car with a license plate that said L O V E M K R. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that took me a second, but that's sexy. Isn't that Love sexy? Maker. Yeah. What, what oh, do you wanna, what do you want to like? Let's let's go. Let's do this. Let's follow. I'm gonna let's, follow this car. No, it was like yeah. a we follow like follow the car that just goes to Costco. <laughs> if, if I was gonna describe the car, I don't remember exactly what it was, but. I think that speaks to what kind of car it was. Like maybe it was a 2010 Camry. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, like a Hyundai Elantra. You'd think it would be like perfect car would be like Cadillac, like old, like classic Cadillac or something. But the classic Cadillac doesn't need the plate because it just says love maker. Sure. The, the Hyundai accent. Or I got this from my grandma after she died. Right. <laughs> Do you think? But she was a love maker. <laughs> yeah, well, otherwise your, your yeah, mom wasn't there you go. born. Grandma's been making some love. <laughs> I uh, I just I just made me really glad. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm behind that. Generally, a vanity license plate, not behind. Sure. But you know, hey, get your get your love making on. I wonder how much he gets laid though. A lot with that license plate. I don't think so. I mean, if I have, I have a boyfriend, do you think if... they would have given it to him if he wasn't getting laid a lot? Sure. Yeah, I think anyone can. Ask. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't think you have to show you know no, no, bed get... sheets from the I, last month. I know. <laughs> you know, I was about to make a smell my finger joke, but I think your bedsheet joke. Uh, let's just leave it there. The FCC, the FCC doesn't look for blood on the sheet. Is no, that what you're saying? <laughs> I think they just say congratulations and give you the plate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would, I think that would be a deal breaker. If I was on a date with a guy and I came out and his license plate said "Love Maker," that would be like a text my girlfriends and, and have them pretend like I'm having an emergency situation. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't be ready to make love. <laughs> Just the phrase "make love." He's, you're like, <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes it so great. That's what makes it so tremendous. If it just, if the would you prefer it if it said "bone down"? Yeah. Okay. If the, yeah, I mean, if if it said like "hard cock" or something, nobody wants that. But it says "love maker." <laughs> This is a guy who puts on some music, you know. I mean, I, could, I guess he could play it off like if it seemed like 
his date was unimpressed. He could say, oh, no, it stands for a love marker because I like to uh, get high from sniffing markers. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Whereas, I guess, bone down. Well, bone down, I guess you could be like a dog trainer or something. Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe yeah. he's a, he's a um, paleontologist. A boner killer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. real bummer. Yeah. Wah, wah, bone down. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of boning down, Jordan, right before we went on the air... You like offhandedly mentioned to me that you had watched a reboot of HBO's <laughs> Real Sex. Yes. Uh, Number one, I did not know that's a thing. Neither it's, did I. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, it crept up on America like a thief in the night. Did Real Sex go off the air before it was rebooted? You know, uh, I guess, I mean, it seems like every episode of Real Sex. And I feel like, you know, they, they keep them on HBO. Did, sure. Uh, do, do, do you, what's been your experience with the Real Sex franchise, Tess? <sighs> How many have you been in? <laughs> <laughs> I've just done background for them. Um, it's I've... five for me, but I'm a real love maker. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just like, I like real bone down on Showtime or Cinemax. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I've only seen like maybe a little bit of a couple of them. What's it's like a documentary series. Right? Yeah, so it was it was I mean, I think the, you know, prime year for it was like 1993. Oh, okay. And, you know, uh our, I I I definitely remember the like our family had HBO for maybe maybe 3 months, a really short period of time, but I remembered it because Mr. Show was on, mm-hmm. Tenacious D was on, and Real Sex was on, and uh, you know, those were my I would talk my, my prime interest. Still masturbate to those. I memories. still masturbate to those old Tenacious D episodes. Um, yeah, so you know, and it's like this documentary, and and it it's it's a sex series made by like former pottery teachers. Like is the best way to describe it. <laughs> okay, it's like really like crunchy, sex positive, like. Um, but it's you obviously know. just an excuse to show porn on HBO. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I so think that's so the, they do show sex. They they do, but don't like show hard ons though. Do they, they don't show. Yeah, you don't see a penis. Do you see V? You you will see a the you know the front of a V, not the inside. Not like the inside. Yeah, okay. they so... don't have a V cam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a GoPro these days. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I mean, it's very '90s. Like you know, all the women before they're nude have blazers with shoulder pads. And, okay. You know, uh, it's like it's like watching Paula Poundstone get fucked. That sounds really hot. It does sound really fun. Uh, anyway, so although that's pretty rude to say because she is on record as being asexual. That's true. Probably because she got it all out of her system during in, in 1993, <laughs> when she was starring in all those episodes of Real Sex. Uh, anyway, so uh, I have HBO Go. Like all the classics are hanging out on HBO Go. Sure, they're they're lovely. Uh, but they rebooted it. I guess the first episode was on last night. It is called um, "It is called Sex Backslash Backslash Now." <laughs> no, it's. I guess at Are you least sure they didn't reboot it in two thousand one. Yeah, and leave it in the can and take it out now accidentally. At least it's not like hashtag sex. Like it that's the well only. I know, right? That's, that reminds me of there's a 2001 Britney Spears song called Email My Heart. <laughs> and that sounds like it's from the same time. Yeah, this is, yeah, that's the theme song. Okay. What, what's the... That was from her album V-Mail? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this, this whole episode uh, revolved around the culture of, like, uh, cam performers. Mm. So the first segment was just a montage of cam girls talking about how great it is to be an independent business person. Sure. Uh, Which I have thought about. 
I mean, not doing it, but I'm just not like that's a really being easy... an independent business yeah. person. <laughs> but yeah, that seems you have thought about having a roasted peanut <laughs> cart. <laughs> right. Who doesn't love roasted peanuts <laughs> or coconuts or whatever? Sure, you've thought about yeah, you've, you've thought, thought about... about a roasted coconut <laughs> cart. That is a very innovative. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can set up a camera. People can watch me sell it. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. But they just they like it's like people who really, like really get o- get off on like get up and go. Yeah, yeah. Like self starters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like moxie baiters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is sort of like very pro woman. Like if you're really just coming to the fact that she's like mm-hmm. making making it money. in a man's world. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's you know you grow up watching Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. It imprints itself onto your sexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this episode's about cam girls. So yeah, so there's so there was you know montage of cam girls. There is um, then there is a uh, there was a kind of interview segment with a kind of this alterna couple who like have a website where it's just them fucking in various parts of their house and then exotic locations. Uh, How exotic? Pineapple uh, Grove. There was one where they were in the middle of, like, it seemed to be, like, a southwestern desert. Oh. That's um, pretty exotic. It was pretty exotic. If I were them, I'd be worried about coyotes. Yeah. Or <laughs> corn-based salsas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a concern. Uh, and then the last one was, uh, oh, so then they had their The Man on the Street segment. Uh, He's a corn-based salsa. <laughs> Good one. Tex-Mex, right? Yeah. Southwest. Anyway. Um so then they had the so uh, all the real sexes always have like man on the street segments and it's like 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 they get couples coming out of a bar and it's like would you ever do a three way and then they like laugh and the guy's like no yeah and like that's the <laughs> Wait, he would yeah he would I mean he says no in front of his girlfriend but but then once then he owns up to it <laughs> once they ether his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> now that your girlfriend has been ethered. <laughs> Uh, will you do a three-way? Yes, I will. Uh, so this one, they had kind of this uh, very cute but kind of annoying host of these, and she was carrying around this um, this device, and it's like the shape. It's like the shape of a bean, and about it's just like about as big as a volleyball, and it has a vagina, a v- vaginal opening. Okay, and it's it's to a it's it's a masturbating machine. So it's this like a is... giant pocket pussy? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. This is from the movie Castaway? It, <laughs> yes, this is a Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> on one side it's a vagina, on the other side it's a face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a <Girl>. home-painted <laughs> Tom Hanks face. Um, and she was like going around asking people if they would fuck this. And it, 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 a lot of it was kind of the same beat, was like a couple and the guy going, no, yeah. Um, and I guess this is part of a part of a website where you have this in your house the cam performer has a phallus uh at their place of residence Mm -hmm. or in the middle of their desert or wherever it is that they're doing this and they manipulate this phallus part you have the volleyball on your penis why does it have to be a volleyball Uh, that's just kind of what it looks like okay yeah it wasn't seems like a lot of extra material but okay it's like kind of i mean it's kind of like Curved. It's okay. kind of bean shaped. That's about the size, okay. though. 
Um, could you just call it the bean? You could call it the could bean. You call like it, the bean. Would you mind fucking the bean? It, would you mind calling it Mr. Bean? Yes. <laughs> just a personal. How about let's just call it Rowan Atkinson? <laughs> okay, great. Let's call it the Black Adder. Yeah. Um. So you put this on your weenus, and the cam performer manipulates this penis-shaped thing, mm-hmm. and apparently, what they're doing to that is what you feel inside the Rowan Atkinson. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It seemed kind of cool, um, and it plugs into a USB port. Oh, great. Well, it's convenient. For easy charging. It's a lot easier than if it was FireWire, because then you have to worry about, do oh, I boy. have the right ports? Yeah. Oh, I think they have the right ports. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think I was pretty disappointed in it, the reboot. How did you feel about the reboot of Dream On? Oh, have they done that? No, but I think that would be great. That would be fun. But they just like use clips <laughs> should, from like. Should I have said Arliss instead? Oh no, Dreamon's better. Okay. Yeah, that would be funny if they. Yeah, for the new Dreamon, if they just showed clips from like '90s sitcoms to show how he's feeling. Just clips from Dreamon. <laughs> the original Dreamon. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a Mobius strip. <laughs> Fans of Community would love that. So many intertextual references. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I think it was disappointed. I think I wanted more. Crunchy weirdos. Isn't that coming up on episode two? I hope so. I really hope so. I have a question for you guys. You mentioned Please. that the host was good looking, but maybe a little annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your girlfriends aren't here. Would you take a job mm-hmm. as the host of HBO's Real Sex? Absolutely. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I mean, I think that would be kind of fun. I mean, I don't think I'm what they're going for. What's what's what would be the pay rate that would convince you? Like, let's say scale. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say it's non-union. I mean, let's presume well, it's non-union. Would you do in it this for case? Th- you'd be a segment producer. Would you do yeah. it or a for, predator? Okay. Would you do it for? Uh, would you do it for 500 an episode? Yeah, I mean, I like talking to people about sex, and the host doesn't have to have sex with anyone, right? They just are talking to people. Yeah, she just had to. To show them... You have to have had sex. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've awesome. done that. I've done that. Yeah. Great. I've gone to the bone zone, guys. When you go to the audition, you have to bring your sheets. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let the producer smell your sheets. And if they are... If they have been made love upon... <laughs> it's like a really bizarre version of the princess and the pea. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a show on television... Jordan, we were talking about your willingness to sell out. Sure. Is there a show on television that you would not host, either of you? Because <clears throat> both of you are in a position where potentially... Right. You could mm-hmm. be in the running to host a television program. You might don't know what kind of auditions you're going out for, but... You know, there your name might come up. In I mean, I'll say this is this is this is uh, an apt conversation. I think probably test the last time we saw each other, we were coming, we were going oh, yeah, into we were a job going in audition. For the same job, yeah. So, when people say "get me a Tess Barker type," <laughs> they get Tess Barker and Jordan Morris. <laughs> sure, classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Peppy, blonde, high energy. That, that was for a reboot of uh, HBO's. God damn it! What's Real sports with Bryant Gumbel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were auditioning for the part of Bryant Gumbel. I was gonna say Friday Night Fights. Is that what it's called? The fight, the boxing, oh, I don't know. the boxing promotion so. on HBO. Um, Friday Night Lights. Anyway, is Real the Sports with Bryant Gumbel is just as good. It's yeah. good. It's fine. Yeah, it's gonna. That's a lot of fun. Um, what sh- what television programs would you not host? 
Jeez, that, I mean, I'm pretty much for sale. Would you host a show, <laughs> would you host one of those shows where it's all about eating gross things? Jordan, you went on a web series about eating gross things. That's then true. Went back. I have, e- I have eaten uh, I've eaten two gross things. That show was hosted by Comedy's Ron Bab- Babcock, a friend of ours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I did one where I ate balut, which is a um, an unfertilized or a partially fertilized chicken egg. And you bite into It's like a soft-boiled egg, but uh-huh. the chicken has been mostly made inside. Do you t- Are there bones? Uh, there are bones. Did you eat the bones? Yeah, <laughs> I ate the bones, guys. <laughs> Um, and it's going to, going to the bones. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Chris Fairbanks and I ate the world's hottest pepper on another one. I would do that. I'm into eating hot stuff. Okay. I'm a vegetarian, so that would probably limit me. I wouldn't eat any. Weird... You wouldn't. You wouldn't take a job. Would you take a job on a major cable network that was a food show that required you occasionally to eat food on camera? As long that as would, it had was... meat in it. No. What if they let you spit it out after you chewed it? Like they cut and then you spit it out. Huh. Into a, a spit bucket. It's a major, major network and I'm the host? This is a major cable network. A so major- this, isn't, this isn't ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, but we're talking about MTV, VH1. Basic cable package. How often do I have to eat meat that I spit out? I mean, it depends on what the segment producers come up with. I would do it like twice. I would spit out meat. I couldn't you don't do get it. The job. Yeah. You didn't get the job. I wouldn't get There's the job. Th- we have to make ten episodes of this thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, Jordan, you're yeah. not a vegetarian. Would you take that job? <laughs> yes. Or I had to eat something <laughs> and spit it out. Yes. Uh, I actually uh, turned turned down a job recently. Oh. Um, and I so so this was kind of my limit. I guess I guess I found my limit. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I found my limit. It's good to know where it lies. And the job was. It's uh, it was for an internet show where they wanted to talk about the um it's kind of one of those uh one of Hen- those sh- hentai shows. It's one of those hentai shows. They want to talk about the top 10 hentais, yeah. <laughs> the top 10 tentacle schoolgirl sex uh combinations. Um it was one of those shows where it's right like Right now somebody who was into hentai is like really angry. They're like, "You know, not all hentai is about tentacles and schoolgirls." Some of it is about robots and schoolgirls. School <laughs> Sometimes they'll be joined by a bear-like creature <laughs> or a griffin. <laughs> there are baseball players sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, the the idea of this show is it was an internet show where you uh, talked about all the cool stuff that went down on the uh, on YouTube that week, and the idea was that like. So they called me and I'm like, oh, so this, you know, are we going to do like jokes or sketches? And the the people were like, no, you know, we don't really want to make fun of this. We want to talk about how excited we are about this stuff. We don't think this stuff is funny. We love it. We think it's great. And I, I just, I, I cannot muster that enthusiasm for YouTube. I don't yeah. think I That's could have. That's fair. That's fair. Especially if you can't make fun of it. I have been in that position where I've taken a job and not realized that I wasn't going to be able to make fun of the thing. What uh, can you talk about the without talking about the specifics? Um, yeah, it was something where we were referencing something else that was clearly extremely campy, and I was. It was it, a really corny hentai. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a so eighties. Yeah, um, and you know I had already like taken the job and was already in the midst of it, and that was a, a shitty position to yeah. be in because I felt like I couldn't do a very good job. Yeah, I felt and I and I understand like creating one of those shows and not wanting to be Tosh, you know, like yeah, I understand, yeah. although I think Tosh is a pretty funny dude and they write good jokes on that show. Yeah. Uh, I understand not wanting to be, you know, cruel or fraddish about something, but I feel like a lot of people will look for a comedian to do a job, but not want them to be funny. We Absolutely, just want them to be yeah. excited. We just want you to get stoked. We want you to stoke everybody out. And it's like that attitude of like, just getting excited about other people's work that I can't I can't muster. You know, it's like I have to be I have to be creating something of value here, not just going like, look at these guys. Oh man, awesome. You know, I can't just be saying something's awesome all day. Yeah, I think that's a job that you don't you don't need a comedian for. You just need a really enthusiastic actor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that if that's sure. your bag, but you don't go after people that sort of write and create their own content. A lot of people want to grow up to be an enthusiastic actor. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, yeah, a a pleasant guy with cool glasses frames. Right, that's fine. There's Um, plenty of those. Yeah, totally. And and I think that, yeah, that's that's definitely like something I've had to like navigate a little bit as somebody with like hosting experience. Sometimes I'll have to say... I don't think I'm what you're looking for. Like, I don't think. So so that was truly the reason you didn't take the show. Yeah, you yeah. didn't think it was going to be creatively fulfilling? Yeah. Would you host a show for Fox News? Oh. Oh, sure. Totally. Sure. Yeah. If I could be... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of the job hunt, I am uh, doing a writing packet for a TV show that is uh, forcing me to watch a lot of Fox News. Uh-huh. And I think a, a role I would like on Fox News is ugly liberal guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like they will, like Fox News has the liberal perspective, but it always is always from the ugliest person. Um, so I would be their ugly liberal. Like you know, I mean, listen, I'm not a great looking guy. I don't know if I'm ugly enough to be ugly I don't think liberal you're ugly at all. You can yeah. ugly me up. I'm saying I will sit in the makeup chair. That's yeah. I guess anyone could get uglyed up. Weird mole. Yeah. Comb over. Would you? So you'd want to go in? I might even want to go in like mole style. And pretend to be a regular Fox News correspondent. Oh. That might be fun for me. You would take a journalism job is what you're, <laughs> you're saying. You guys, I might want to be a reporter. You're, thi- you're thinking. <laughs> a hard news reporter like everyone on Fox News. You're thinking that you would want to go to a war zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like legally blonde, the war, war zone. Like it was, I think I could be right. Fox News's I mean, Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, you're about, I mean, all the Fox News lady hosts have 20 years on you probably. But I mean- you know, you That's, have the, you've got the look. I'm spunky. Sure, would you, I'm fun. Would you guys host a television program with Sarah Palin? It's you and Sarah Palin, yes. and you're not the counterweight to Sarah Palin. You're the host. You're the you're the hosty, talented host down the middle, and Sarah Palin is the person who's less good at being on TV but more famous. Oof. I think I personally would just because I love doing stuff like that just for the story. Like I would do that just because that sounds so ludicrous. And you so got to sign a five year but... contract. Though. Oh, I've opened, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's who knows if this thing's going to get picked up. I mean, Sarah Palin's TV has stuff has not been a huge success to this point. That's true. Her but Christmas her Christmas book day. is quite popular though. Yeah, she has a Christmas true. book. She totally has a Christmas book. What is it like? Decorating tips. Uh, well, here, guys, guys, I know so much about the Sarah Palin Christmas book. You caught me on the exact right day. Um, Sarah Palin has a book, and it's about the war on Christmas. No. Most of it is just pictures of her 
uh, doing Christmas at home in her various homes throughout her life. So if you like family photos featuring Sarah Palin, great book. Um, maybe doesn't point to the fact that this was a labor of love constructed thoughtfully, but I don't know, maybe a holiday cash-in. Sure. Right, and they just needed sure. to fill some space. Uh, yeah, so what she talks about, uh, you know, atheism being worse than the Spanish Inquisition, for instance. She literally compares, I mean, yes. well, I'm not surprised at all. But. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it starts out kind of folksy, eggnoggy, huskies in Alaska, hearth, and then just goes into super awful and, right. liberal it is stuff. I mean, yeah. If you're being reasonable, atheism is worse than the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it, not like it's like way worse than the Spanish but Inquisition. But it's clearly worse. If like if I could get Torquemada on the phone right now, <laughs> I think he would he would be a pretty cool guy. Like certainly you get him in the wrong situation, like if you're you know, whatever, uh Jewish and he's torturing you. <laughs> sure, sure. Then, like, certainly, you know, like he has a dark side. But who who doesn't in power? Oh, right? sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. compare that to like I mean, who doesn't? Period. I mean, right. Compare that to like, I've tortured. Who? I mean, who has? Are you guys going to say you haven't tortured? Right. I mean, it's all relative. Yeah. And That's if true. you put that next to say Bill Nye the Science Guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Somebody who is an unrepentant monster. Hmm. Um. I think the. I mean, it's clear he is very active at the Pasadena Ballroom Dance Society, though. So that alone, <laughs> that alone, <laughs> pushing his atheism and his outdated dancing styles on people. Huh? Yeah. Oh man! Anyway, moral of this story sure. is: I'd like to be offered a job hosting a television show. <laughs> oh, would you host? Any yeah. What's your show? what's your what's your cutoff? Is there is there a genre that you wouldn't do? Is there a genre that I wouldn't do? Oh man! Well. Let's say, okay, let me, I'll just throw yeah, out some potential some, genres. Give me some genres. Would you do, um, would you do like... I would I would have hosted Duck Dynasty before the guy said the horrible things about gays and black people, mm. especially the black, the black people stuff I feel like was underplayed in the media. <laughs> yeah, it sure Kinda, was. Yeah. Like I was like, after he says, as after he says, neg- like there's a lot of people in America who think that homosexuality is a sin um and you know uh, it's people's religion i i'm not i you know i'm not one to get too involved in that frankly but uh there's less people who think blacks were happier before jim crow ended <laughs> they seemed happier because they were always singing yeah i remember was his thesis and it wasn't the blues <laughs> anyway um Go ahead. Okay, so would you? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess here we go. The Seven Hundred Club with Pat Robertson. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> would you be like? Would you be like the guy? Would you be the guy who like interviews people who have like had miraculous healings and have to play into it and believe it? No, and... I wouldn't. I wouldn't interview people who have had miraculous healings. I would take a job on the Seven Hundred Club, interviewing people, but it would have to be interviewing newsmakers and or arts and culture figures mm-hmm. and they would have to pay me a handsome living and i if arts and culture figures like kirk cameron yeah exactly <laughs> i think um patricia heaton mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm i'm uh 
You know, uh, the seven hundred club is a the seven hundred club is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I I do love the gays, sure, and they don't, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I you know I. Did, what if your theme music was a Scissor Sisters song? I did love. <laughs> <laughs> and now with his signature segment, Jesse Thorne. I don't feel like dancing next best at Papadou. Um. Another interview with pop superstar Robin Jesse. Why do you keep pitching this? <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, I worked at a church. Sure, it's not the. <sighs> yeah, that is a tough one. What about you? Would you work? Would you take a job on the Seven Hundred Club? Uh, I mean, you, you. Grew, if I could be the, up going to church, if I stuff. could be the bolo tie guy, <laughs> isn't that the preacher? Yeah, if I could be the preacher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't have. Uh... Yeah, so again, I would do kind of anything. I'm kind of just like down for anything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll do anything just for the story. Like, DTH, yeah. down to host. I'm down to host. I'm <laughs> super DTH, yeah. <laughs> would you do, uh, would you, inter- okay, would you do something where you, would you do something like the one I was talking about? Would you just talk enthusiastically about YouTube comments it, or YouTube videos? About YouTube videos? Yeah. It depends how much time it took out of my life and right. how much it paid me and whether the what kind of YouTube videos they were. Mm-hmm. So if it was like an America's Funniest Home Videos type situation and it didn't take that much time, which I don't think those things do, and it paid pretty well, mm-hmm. yes, I would definitely okay. do that. I have long thought that it would be really fun to, to host America's Funniest Home Videos. I totally agree. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that there... I mean, especially if you get to do the voices of... What's, mm-hmm. If you get to do the Bob Saget-like... Another wiffle ball game. This is going to go great. That would Surely be... nothing will happen to my penis. I would, t- <laughs> I would take that job. If they wanted me to trick people, mm-hmm. not cool with that. What do you mean not trick people? Cool what do you with, mean like, trick people? Unlabeled branded content and okay, stuff like that. Sure. Um, I would not do that. Uh, you we... won't believe what this dog does for Doritos. When you, and I, when you and I worked on a television program together some years ago, mm-hmm. I, uh, I had to get my lawyers involved in some fights over that particular issue. Sure. Um, I wasn't even aware that is that specifically done on America's Home Videos. No, no, no. Oh. no I'm sure that doesn't happen because <laughs> that's some good art direction. They I mean, really make it look like it took every place in the time 80s. they got him right in the Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all those, all the wiffle balls that are going into crotches. Those are those are all sponsored. Paid those for are by, the, wiffle for by the wiffle. Yeah, the yeah. wiffle corporation. <laughs> yeah, America's AFV is in the pocket of Big Wiffle. <laughs> <laughs> I should stop making that joke. Yeah, but I was about to say the same thing. I mean, okay. Big Wiffle is just really funny. It's funny. I mean, I think it was a good take on that joke, but also I, I need to find well, a new I, joke. I, anyway. mean, I mean, the world needs to sure. Anyway, that joke. But I'm sorry. But I, I apologize just for having thought of it. Mm-hmm. Tess, you're the only one who comes out of this smelling like a <laughs> Thank you. I think I smell like a quiffle. I would, I would take <laughs> most gross. straight hosting jobs. Mm-hmm. That paid well and didn't take up too much of my time. What I if you had to? What if I, you had to act like? Okay, so in this YouTube job, what if you had to act like YouTube videos of like, you know, nineteen-year-old kids, you know, reenacting Star Wars scenes were funny? I had to act like they were funny. Yeah, you had to talk about how funny they were. I don't think I could do it. Or that. like, wait, is someone else writing this for me? Uh, they want you to be semi-involved in the writing. No, I, cu- I couldn't be involved in the writing. Mm-hmm. I could only read. I could read something off a teleprompter, 
But if I had to act like it was funny. Yeah. What if it's like one of those little goobers who's just famous for doing like family guy impressions and you had to say like, he's got a new video. I don't think I could do that. If they, mm, no, I I was going to say if they paid me a lot and it was easy. Yeah. But I don't think, I definitely couldn't do it as my full-time job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because what's the difference really between that and doing like a commercial? I mean, would would you guys do a commercial where you had to be enthusiastic about McDonald's? As someone who has been in a commercial. Yeah. I will say that the benefit of being in a commercial, and there are lots of drawbacks to commercials. Sure. It's the worst thing in the world to audition for. It's miserable. Uh, yeah. Uh, no commercial is good. Basically, mm-hmm. no commercial is good. They're all awful. Yeah. Uh, it's a couple days, and you make so much money. I think that's what you just have to like keep telling yourself. But if this hosting job was like a similar situation, like you were just going to yeah. knock out several episodes. Yeah, days. I mean, I think if it's a thing you can do for, if it was like, if it took two days, and then... You just got these huge random checks for in the mail. Yeah. Then yeah. So we're all for sale at a certain price. Oh, absolutely. Agree, right. Yeah. How much would it take for you to become a cam girl, Jordan? Boy, am I manipulating a phallus <laughs> while some guy is being sucked off by Mr. Bean? Yeah, you're a cam girl. Okay. <laughs> I would say the phallus is tentacle shaped. <laughs> so I'm manipul I'm manipulating eight phalluses? Yeah. Please describe what I'm doing. Phallus Jordan is reaching out into the air and grabbing as though he were grabbing mosquitoes out of the air. <laughs> Would you interview famous bass fishermen? Yes, absolutely. Like if the show was called that, like Bass Holes. That's something I would do for the reasons that Tess described in a second. That would be so cool because number one, I bet famous bass fishermen are cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's number true. I two, bet they are pretty cool. You'd get to like go, you get to travel business class to like Tennessee or <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and probably like when would you ever get a chance to do that? Like go out on the bass boat. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably really cool. Sure. Pack you know a sandwich? Mean? Yeah, you could Have, to pack it. Yeah. Not even pack a sandwich. Uh, there's a person whose job He's it packing. is to pack you a sandwich. Yeah. Mommy. We're all talking about <laughs> mommy, of course. Wait, are you guys familiar with Bill Dance? No. No. What's that? YouTube Bill Dance as soon as you can. If I'm Is this having... a guy who makes sandwiches? He makes, he's... <laughs> He's a How famous... do they compare to mommies? I can't believe you. He's a bass he's... fisherman. <laughs> yeah, he's a famous bass fisherman, uh-huh. and he's like got the world's best bloopers. It's it's Amer- It's the creme de la creme. The world's of... best what? Bloopers. Oh, okay. Like it's just real things of him. He tries to catch a fish, but he doesn't. Yeah, trying to catch his falling off docks, forgetting that his, <laughs> his motor is on backwards. Just watch it. It's okay. great. Yeah. Okay. So when you were picturing that, that's what I was thinking. On that positive note, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> I'm Cameron Esposito, the host of Wham Bam Pow. This is an action and sci-fi movie podcast on MaximumFun.org. We talk about punching. We talk about car chases. We talk about uh, arms, muscles that are on arms. And every week I'm joined by panelist Rhea Butcher. That's me. And of course, also Ricky Carmona. Oh, I'm all up in it. That's what's up. The Afro spokesman. We are going to give you all of the jokes and all of the happiness and all of the information that you need to watch action sci-fi films to the fullest. Mm. Find it at MaximumFun.org or you can subscribe on iTunes. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tess Barker, super tall. 
How tall are you? What are five, we talking about? I'm five eleven. It's not that tall for a girl. If that's... you're six foot or over, that's super tall for a girl. Okay, but if I wear shoes at all, then I'm super tall for you're a girl. You're tall for a girl. Okay, thank you. I'm not super tall. I appreciate that. You like your you like your height. You're not self conscious about it. I appreciate you assuming that, but I'm I am actually very self conscious about it. Hmm. Yeah, I feel it makes you too powerful. Because eh. the boys haven't caught up to you yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I feel like I towered over like every guy I've ever dated. I don't feel feminine. It's fine. There's a lot of reasons I don't you're feel pretty, feminine. You're pretty graceful. Oh, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. I think that tutu looks great on you. Oh, thank you. I mean, it might be a little bit much for a podcast recording. Well, Maybe more appropriate for a dancer. I mean, people do describe our podcast as the Swan Lake of podcasts. So, Does it I mean think one you of probably us has just to die at the end of this. It does. Yes. Isn't that nutcracker? That's the nutcracker. I'm yeah. going to have a lesbian we'll experience like Black Swan. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Hey, uh, New, York, <laughs> New York City Podfest is one of the sponsors of Jordan Jesse Go. It's January 11th and 12th at Fontana's in downtown Manhattan. Uh, some of the best podcasts the internet has to offer, including our friend Kevin Allison and his show Risk. Uh, you can like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter for updates. Tickets are on sale. NYC Podfest, Big Laughs, Big Shows, Intimate Stage, nycpodfest.com for more information. Speaking of fests. Yeah, so if you're not uh, on the East Coast, if you're on the West Coast uh, in the Southern California area, you're going to want to come see Jordan Jesse go live on a battleship. A real battleship. Have you ever done a show on a battleship? No. Yeah, didn't think so. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Battleship? No. Well, that's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> not that good, surprisingly. I think we should, instead of doing a show, maybe we should just screen the movie Battleship. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be funny, like, to tell the audience that, like, oh, uh, sorry, Jesse's not here yet. And then we just show 20 minutes of Battleship. And then 90 you... minutes of Battleship. You know what? 100 minutes. How many minutes are there? I mean, we can Too go many. through all the special features if we bring the Blu ray. Yeah, let's do it. Then we get 1080p, too. <laughs> sure. Let's figure out. Did Liam Neeson have fun on the set? Yeah. What was it like for Rihanna uh, acting? Yeah. How about Tim Riggins? Who sure. I only call Tim Riggins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Friday Night Lights is one of is 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 a funny thing because the fans refer to the characters by their character names. No one seems to know who the actors were oh, on no. Friday Night Lights. Well, Coach Taylor. Who's sure. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I, I think you just in same thing. Yeah. They all and they all sort well, of retain their I mean, I think a qualities. lot of people know Coach Taylor's wife's name. Coach Taylor's wife. Yeah. <laughs> CTW. She's had yeah. a lot of success since then on the show Nashville. Yeah, which I legitimately like. I've heard a lot of people like yeah, it. Yeah, Nashville's good stuff. I'm into this new musical soap opera genre that's emerging. Is that a genre? It's a genre. You like a little singing, a little, I like a a lot little of drama? What are the examples? <laughs> Nashville. Smash. The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music was a shit show. Uh, that Well, that was just you know a contained one night thing. But uh, there was Smash. Uh-huh. Which was the musical, a uh, musical drama about musical drama, right? Um, Nashville, I guess. Glee is a is a comedy. But, a lot of yeah. uh, something that was happening uh, around Smash. I know we should finish the plug. Something that was happening around Smash, and maybe you were even a part of this. Tess, around I, yeah. around here was that like a lot of the a lot of the lady comedians would get together and kind of like snark on Smash. Yeah, and it you know there would be a lot of Facebooking about it, a lot of Twittering about it. And I would always think to myself, like, oh, that seems like so much fun. Like, I would I would like to go to that. It seems like they're all having a great time. But then I thought to myself, if I get invited to this, it means it means I have been desexualized to all of these women. And I don't think I'm prepared <laughs> for that. No. 
we had a couple straight guys come, but they more, I think, were watching us from like an anthropological point of view than okay. joining in. So if I brought binoculars and like a pith helmet, I could have come? Yeah, then you would fit in fine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, JJ Go, live on a battleship. Uh, it's $20 for the show, which starts at five fifteen. For $35, you can get a tour of the battleship this beforehand. Is January 25th in San Pedro, California, the port of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the USS Iowa is the battleship. It's a real World War II battleship. Um, and 100% of the proceeds uh, from this event will go to Swords for Plowshares, which is a direct veteran services organization um, that does it. You know, the, their slogan is uh, services by vets for vets. It's a really amazing outfit that does all kinds of stuff, especially for homeless vets. Um, my dad used to work there. It's a really wonderful place, and um, we're really proud to be giving the money from this show to them. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd totally love to see to see a bunch of people out at this. Um, we realize it's kind of a weird place for a show. Uh, it's probably a little bit of a drive from wherever you are, but it's for a great cause, and I think it's going to be really awesome. Uh, hey, I... I'm talking to you, guy who came up to me at Target yesterday and said, you like Jordan Jesse Go? Why don't you come? You're in the L.A. area. Yeah. How... You were wearing a Rangers sweatshirt. How about you, people at... Secret, what's that called? Secret Headquarters. Secret yeah, Headquarters sure. comic book store. Close down for the day. Yeah, close down for the day. Drive down. Bring your artsy eyewear. Mm-hmm. And let's do this. Go to the aquarium afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah you can totally go to the aquarium. Go to Make a day of it. Make a day of it. Look, here's my... That's the slogan for the show. Make a day of it. Here's my promise to you. I feel very strongly about this show. I feel very strongly about the cause that we're mm-hmm. working for. If we sell out this show, which is... Absolutely 1,000% within our grasp. Sure. I thought you were going to say not going to (laughs) happen. I will personally, my own self, donate $1,000 to Sword Supply Shares. Great. So come on out. Come to the show. Bring friends. Yeah, come on. Don't deprive veterans. Yeah, come on. These veterans these veterans need our help. They they risk their lives and their uh, physical and emotional health uh, on your behalf. And, uh, you know, they deserve some support like anybody else. Plus, hey. how badass to be on a battleship yeah. and seeing a great show. It's going to be great. And we're going to be shooting people. We'll re- Whoa. Yeah. We're going to shoot three audience members. <laughs> it, but it's, it'll be a thing where, like, Jesse and I each have a gun, and right. one of the guns isn't loaded. Right. So but we don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, so we just assume we're the ones who didn't kill the guy. We're going to crank a few guns, right? Sure. Kind of a few big, big guns on the ship. I'm going to be doing the show on crank. <laughs> I'm going to be watching the movie Crank while we do the show. Oh, yeah. Just thought you just have, like, an iPad under the desk. Yeah, well, first Crank, then two guns. Crank, Crank, Crank. Um, and all of us Two guns gonna... is pretty good. Mark Wahlberg shot the head off some chickens. Really? Yeah. That sounds fun. It was fun. Uh, all of us are going to be at San Francisco Sketch Fest. Yeah, Jordan tests Jesse... included. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jesse Go is Saturday, February 8th uh, at the Eureka Theater, which is going to be a blast. We've got our friend Rob Cordry mm-hmm. coming along for the ride. Lady to Lady is going to be there as well, We're right? We're going to be there, yes, yeah, Sunday the 9th at 4.30 at the Dark Room. Fantastic. Yeah. And speaking of Sunday the 9th, I will also be hosting a, a, a panel event with our friend, another Max Funster, Mal Sharp of Coil and Sharp, who is a genuine San Francisco institution, uh, still alive and kicking and hilarious guy, really cool, mm-hmm. fun guy. He was a, he ca- he actually came on. We did 
Jordan Jesse Go, I think, once at the dark room, and he came on as the guest. Yeah, he's great. He's a he's a hilarious dude. The 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 Coil and Sharp podcast is great. If you haven't heard it, yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tribute to Coil and Sharp, and uh, it's going to be me, and I'm going to be moderating. Uh, Mal is going to be there, and then there's going to be a cool panel with James Richmouth from Casper Hauser, and uh, Matt Walsh, and. Uh, 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 Matt Besser from the Upright Citizens Brigade, um, who are all huge Casper uh, Hauser, I mean, huge Coil and Sharp <laughs> fans. So go to sfsketchfest.com, get your tickets. You can also find links at maximumfun.org. Um, it's going to be a blast. And of course, if you haven't checked out Lady to Lady yet, please do. Yeah, don't be a dope. We're we'll a good back, time. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tess Barker, Tess Barker. It's a good nickname. I like it. When something will me me when Malamars happen to you. Eat them. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, our listener, we ask that you call us and tell us about it. Our telephone number, 206-984-4FUN. You can also email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Our segment, Momentous Occasions. Uh, let's just kick things off with a call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. Um, calling on the road from Dallas to Austin. Um, going through Waco and went under an overpass on which was standing a very large man wearing what looked like a bright red muumuu and cape with a sort of cowl that came up over his head who was doing what looks like Tai Chi with devil sticks. It was horrifying. <laughs> I'm taking it as a omen of Terrible things to come in 2014, and um, I have to admit it may be possible that I'm hallucinating because I just had Colossi to check stuff. Uh, that's it. We're all doomed. 2014, going down the drain. Uh, love the show. Bye. Why did he say he's hallucinating? Because he just got a colostomy. <laughs> was it, at first I thought it was coffee and then colonoscopy. Just got a colonoscopy. Jen, can you can you? Uh... Can you confirm what he got? What happened to this man's Jeez, anus? That's, bu- that's beyond her technical abilities. Jordan. Okay. <laughs> You're asking her to... That's, that's not going to happen for Jennifer. So something happened. Either this man had too much coffee, had a colonoscopy, <laughs> Jennifer, or a cough, some sort of coffee colonic or something. Can you confirm that you gave this man a colonoscopy? <laughs> Tell us about his colon. She's shaking no, her head now. She's shaking her head. Um, okay. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of, you know... I mean, I would think like public park, a good place for this guy, but overpass is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, what he if you're in if you're between Austin and Waco, mm-hmm. you got to figure that's the only place where you're gonna get the kind of audience that you need. Sure, right? This is this is like this is desolate country, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This isn't. There's not a lot of population centers. No, it's not like you can just go to the town park. And this isn't an area of the country where you're going to be rewarded for standing out from the norm. This guy sounds like a hero, kind of. Maybe he's trying to find a ride to Austin. He's like, yeah. I want to find a place where I can do this in public. Yeah, this guy definitely seems like he needs to be in Austin. Sure. I feel I'm worried for his safety. He probably has an alt-country band. 
I would guess. I would think another so. good. Yeah, this I'm is not reason worried for safety. He's got those devil sticks. <laughs> sure, devil sticks are just juggling things, right? That's yeah, like Ron Babcock devil sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. I think, or maybe did in a previous life. Yeah, as a huge nerd. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking maybe this guy just saw two like kung fu sticks and thought devil sticks because yeah, I don't, I don't know if this guy was actually juggling the baton. Oh. These could have been like, you know, Eskrima sticks or something. Yeah. So it's like a thinking, Kung Fu stick. You're thinking maybe he wasn't he wasn't doing Tai Chi after all. Maybe it was Wu Shu. Could have been Wu Shu. <laughs> could have been um Mahjong. Performance, performance art. It sounds like performance art. Have we talked about the fact that there was a ninja store by my house when I grew up? Oh. No, specifically not just martial arts supply, but I mean, six and one half dozen of the other when you're seven years old. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, and it was all dusty. I never went inside because I was afraid of it. Well, it yeah, was on Mission the... Street in San Francisco at 18th, 19th Street. Just right there among, this is a street that e- even now is as rich as the neighborhood has gotten is still, you know, mostly you're talking about, you know, former movie theaters that have been converted into swap meets. You know what I mean? And this store just had a full picture window, like a 12-foot picture window with, like, halberds in it, <laughs> like knives on sticks. Yeah, I guess there's – I guess there's – I guess I know two kind. there's two kinds of stores where you could buy stuff like that. It's like, you know, the martial arts supply store where you buy, like, a heavy bag or a, you know, soft cup or something. But also you could get some swords if you want to. And there's just the, like, oh, this is for – this is shit for guys who are into swords. Yeah. Now, it's it's not. It wasn't like a sword store. Mm-hmm. It was like a full-on ninja store. They have nunchucks? There, there was no punching bags in the window. See, that's yeah. the thing. Like, there's no, no... Like, there's no, like, oh, this is for some kind of fitness. No. And there's zero concession to fitness. Mm-hmm. And in fact, as I remember it, there was a ninja. Hmm. Now, that may be my memory embroidering upon it. Sure. But, you know, not long ago, we discussed another store I, I, I uh, remembered, which involved uh, looking at a catalog at a counter, marking something, and then they went back and got it for you. <laughs> and there was a little bit of doubt on the panel on that particular episode of the program until it was confirmed <laughs> by numerous listeners, including the specific location I had cited. So I think I'm a pretty safe bet on this ninja store. Yeah, it's San Francisco too. If you grew up, you know, in like St. Louis a lot or of something, Asian Americans. Well, I wasn't gonna. That was not weapons. Who need kill it? Who need killing city. weapons? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but also, isn't that where you buy gremlins? Yeah, there were probably gremlins in that store. Oh yeah, mm. it could have been just I a front for a gremlin you, store. I know yeah. it's where you get transparent aluminum <laughs> from the movie Star Trek for the Voyager. Um, I know this. I feel like I see. I see a version of this guy on the way on my drive here a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy doing a similar kind of thing, although he's a very different guy. This guy is dressed um, like Blade. Uh-huh. The Wesley Snipes vampire killing movie Blade. Mm-hmm. And he looks a lot like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. His name is Wesley, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I asked him what his name. <laughs> so there's a guy. He's dressed like Blade. He's got like, you know, a flak jacket. But with no shirt on underneath and, like, a bandolier and then, like, you know, army pants and then, like, you know, huge boots. Uh, and he has a boombox and he is doing ballet. I have seen him probably ten times on Wilshire. Anyway, this guy, this guy's... Wait, on uh, in, on the, in the m- further east on Wilshire? 
Uh, I mean, kind like of in Koreatown, kind of between. I would say he's between like Highland and Vermont. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And again, like, that's but not doing a place where you would paint, but doing no. very beautiful ballet. This guy seems like a trained ballet dancer. I don't want to say ballerina because you know, he's I don't want to downplay yeah. his vampire killing. <laughs> which he could clearly do. Yeah. It seems so interesting. Yeah, like this guy is is dressed is dressed to be an assassin, but is also doing this kind of beautiful dancing. I like the idea of a person who's dedicated their life to this one particular thing, whether or not they're crazy, mm-hmm. as long as they're not murderous. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they can be murderous they're... toward vampires because they're a scourge. I'm glad that there are people giving their lives over to something. <laughs> there was a man in my neighborhood growing up who painted himself red every day. Hmm. And he was sort of a 55, 60-year-old slight man. Yeah. Uh, carried a cane. Sort of had a little bit of a Charlie Chaplin affect. Okay. But painted red. Full body? Full body. Wow. That's more c- d- dedication and commitment than I think we see in a lot of people. Did you have a local but- crazy guy growing up? No, I grew up in like, you know, the cookie cutter suburbs. Did you have any crazy cookies? I was probably the local crazy guy. Did we have any what? Crazy cookies? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I remember the Santa Cruz crazy guy too who walked, who always just walked back and forth with that parasol. Yeah, that guy. I know exactly the guy you're talking about. Did you guys both go to Santa Cruz? We did, yeah. Is that where you met? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like... Speaking of crazy cookie cutters, I have this one that's shaped like a bunny rabbit. What? But... What? What? <laughs> what? Wait. What? What? <laughs> shaped like a... Okay. <laughs> Slow down. The the tricky bit is... Oh, boy. The ears are, are skinny. Ugh. So it's hard to get the ear out without breaking it off. Hey, I hear you. Let's the take... I have, an anat- I have an anatomically correct Santa, and that's the deal with his dick. <laughs> His dick is so small. <laughs> because Santa never wears pants. No. It's in profile? Yes. Is it flaccid or erect? No, he's he's like his legs are akimbo. So it's <laughs> hanging down. <laughs> Let's take another call. Hey, podcast. This is Jonathan Salem. And uh, I just met a guy. It turns out it's his birthday and my birthday as well. And he, he's older than me. And I told him, well, it looks like you survived with all your limbs intact, and he said, "Actually, I have an aluminum leg." Um, that's that's momentous, right? There's a kind of magical shit that can happen when you get out there in the world and start talking to people. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's why I'm going on a listening tour of the United mm. States this month. I'll be walking from Los Angeles to Northampton, Massachusetts, relying on the kindness of strangers to food, to feed, clothe. And pleasure me. (laughs) (laughs) And along the way, I'll be hearing and recording people's stories for a public radio project that I'm doing. It's called The Long Walk (laughs) Home. (laughs) Have you thought about taking a riding lawnmower? The only thing thing that I'll be bringing Mm -hmm. is a piece of paper that explains my project, Mm -hmm. my favorite old hat, and a giant bottle of lube. (laughs) Because you don't want to make them do all the work. No. Right. No. Yeah, well, you want to, yeah, you don't want to, you know, well, you and you don't want to chafe them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've already got lizard like skin down there. Sure. <laughs> Chafing is not a concern for right. me. That's why you have to flop, Sorry it's why you have that. to flop your dick on that hot rock every day because <laughs> it doesn't regulate its own temperature. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> the point is, it's funny that going like on a listening tour. It's great. I mean, Hillary Clinton is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna meet up with Joe Biden at some point. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny that this guy used the one cliche that definitely applied to this guy. Yeah, I don't know like, if I've ever said that to anyone. Yeah, you've got all your limbs intact. That is a f- fairly weird coincidence that you would say that to someone who doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it's aluminum. Totally strong, lightweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys had to have one of your uh, appendages be artificial, which one would it be? I mean, leg leg seems pretty good. Yeah. Leg seems you know it seems like that's that you know doesn't doesn't uh, prevent you from doing a lot of normal stuff. You could probably still be kind of athletic with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lord knows athleticism is very important and to it's me. Central to your identity. Yeah, I mean, if you couldn't ball on weekends, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Yeah, if, if you I couldn't, couldn't hit the ball, courts, ball, put yeah. on, throw on your soft cup and Ugh. get up there. And- <laughs> Do a Work the heavy bag. Balls to the wall. Put up the rock. Do a few slam dunks. Yeah, you got to slam. Three-pointers. I mean, everything, really. Constantly knocking down trays. Mm-hmm. If you only had one arm, how many trays do you think you could knock down? Boy, half dozen? Yeah, I mean, at best. Yeah. Whereas right now, Jordan, Tess, you don't know this about Jordan, but mm-hmm. Jordan knocks down trays like there's no tomorrow. Trays? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing, nothing but nets. Oh, you know, God, Jesse, I think you're. I'm sorry. I think this is just a, a kind of a misheard situation. I'm sorry. Uh, when I told you I'd knock over trays, I meant that I'm a dick in restaurants. <laughs> you thought I was talking about being good at basketball? Wait, no, basketball. Yeah. No, I thought that you were a dick to one of the creators of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I when he like was you working because you're always talking about how much you love Matt Stone. Yeah. But how you think South Park's that, a disappointment. Sure, because the other guy is holding it down. Yeah. Or bringing it down, rather. Yeah. Nope. Uh, you know, I think they're I think they're both talented guys. I just uh, mm. I just like to go to a Denny's and just fucking kick a tray. Did you watch that TV show about uh, how they make South Park? I did, yeah. Were you struck by this? How much the guys who make <laughs> South Park are the guys who make South Park 15 years later... 15 years and $100 million or whatever Mm -hmm. later. Like they're just – it's like looking at a couple of 20-year-old people (laughs) who made like a gross cartoon and sent it to their friends on VHS. For good and ill. Sure. I think South Park's a very funny program. It is. Nothing bad, but they're just like – You think they would be a little – like have gotten a little bit classier because they're millionaires? Or they would just have something else in their lives, <laughs> other than South Park and musicals and movies yeah. and stuff. I think that I think it, you know, I think it's well. I think a it's all consuming, something like that. Yeah, and I think they, you know, it seems like they want it to be all consuming. That's they the like thing. I think when you're like a creative that. type, um, you don't have a lot of time to go. You don't care about looking nice or obtaining any sort of culture or anything. You just want to sit in your apartment or your house. They probably have a house, but you just want to sit do. there and I get think they still live and... in Denver. I think yeah. they still like live most. They you know. Come to L.A. for four months, make a, you know, churn out South Park and then go back to Denver. That's the dream. It's funny to me because I actually wrote and developed a musical and it's that world is very hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me to think of them developing in like the Broadway world because they're so not. Yeah, like coming to. Those people. Coming yeah. to rehearsals in, uh, you know, sweatpants and Crocs Although, and stuff. Yeah, with the to investors fair, there. and There is a scene where one of them has a guy, a random guy who comes up to him detail his car while he's at work. Well, yeah, they're still millionaires. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're still, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tess Barker, girl comic. You're 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 getting rid of you're getting rid of Tess Barker, Tess Barker. I don't know. I'm mixing it up. I haven't found one that I love. Sorry, Tess. Well, I just see you as a I just see you as a comic. Okay? okay. Sorry, I don't see gender. I appreciate that. Thank you. All I, I was being a dick to you. <laughs> all I see is an African American. Whoa. All oh, I I'm the sorry. I was looking at Kevin Hart. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Be there in a second. Sorry, Kevin Hart and I are hanging out after this. <laughs> Oof, well, that explains that. <laughs> Although he does really seem to be everywhere these days. It's true. <laughs> Tess Barker is the host of one of Maximum Fund's five new programs. I'm going to see if I can do this from memory, mm-hmm. Jordan. Uh, number one, you got the new International Waters twice mm-hmm. a month with new host, Mr. Dave Holmes. Obviously a much better host than I am. Guy who's hosted, talk about hosting every television program ever. Dave Holmes has hosted every television program ever. And ably. And guess what? Dave Holmes is also a hilarious guy. Couldn't, have, couldn't be a better person to host International Waters. That's number one. Number two, The Goose Down with Kim and Jasper. Two recent guests of Jordan Jesse Go, beloved guest uh, Jasper Red, and a recent beloved guest and uh, Toast Head. Uh, <laughs> Kim Clark, Kimberly Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she said she was a toast head on the program. What's a toast head? Uh, someone, someone who's, who's really into super toast. into toast. Oh, okay, so she made it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that. Is... Oh no, she goes to Toast Fest in Vermont every year. Toastmasters. Toastmasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the cheap Target brand of uh, of kitchen products. Um, uh, the Goose Down is like a. It's like a very quiet, comforting, hilarious comedy podcast. Even more so like Dave and Graham on Stop Podcasting Yourself were my standard for hilarious comedy podcast where they don't seem like they're trying to impress me. (laughs) But Jasper is such a cool cucumber and Kim is such a sort of sweet, funny woman that it is like no podcast dynamic you've ever heard before. And I think you will really like it. It's a real breath of fresh air. So... There's that. Song Exploder, which is a song where uh, Rishi, the host, who's a musician, he has a band called the 1AM Radio, takes all of the stems from a song, which is the individual instrumental tracks, and interviews the creator of that song about how and why he or she made it, and then uses the stems and the interview to essentially create a new, it's like a new version of the song, but an investigation of how and why that song was made. Um, that includes the music from that song and the individual tracks and so on and so forth. What's that? That's three so far? Yep. Uh, we got Lady Lady. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie, which is a show where once a month Ross and Carrie go and do like a weird thing. <laughs> you know, like they uh, joined a 9-11 truthers thing for a month. <laughs> they really do like – they're fully committed. See, that sounds really fun. Ross told yeah, me yeah. he paid like $1,200 to take this full-length like eight-week reflexology course. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is, this is what they do. And then every month they come back, they report back. What was it like to be a 9-11 truther for a month? What was it like to be a reflexologist? What was it like to search for energy vortices? <laughs> and they're really funny and charming. And then, of course – 
your show, Lady to Lady. Us, Lady to Lady, yeah, which is <clears throat> myself and two other um, very good friends of mine and, and fellow comics, Barbara Gray and Brandy Posey. And we always have a fourth uh, girl comic on, and sometimes we have male characters come on, and we play games, and, you know, we just joke around, hang out. Talk about stuff. And yeah, it's kind of like The View meets Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's got like a talk show aspect to it, but it's very sort of weird and bizarre, much like us. Yeah, I'll say that I, uh, I've i been to uh, a bunch of Lady to Lady live shows. Um, I think they're they're quite the hits around town. Thank and I you. always loved seeing the live shows. I'm super glad that like people who maybe can't come to the live show are going to get to hear the podcast. I think they, uh, these are three of the funniest people for sure. It's a, it's a great show. Yeah, the thing that I really loved about the show when I first heard it was... Um, just what a wonderful dynamic these three mm-hmm. comics have between them, you among them. I don't know how I should have been. That Tess, you and your two co-hosts you. have between the three of you. Um, it's just a, it's just a really fun, warm, uh, pleasant, charming program, uh, and this, all three of you are really hilarious. So it's a, it's a really special show, and I like, um, I like the fact that. Uh, if you're a lady, you could listen to it and feel like, oh, finally a podcast for me. And if you're a dude, you can feel like, oh, man, I'm learning all the secrets of ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of our hope because we are such good friends that we actually sort of forget that we're recording sometimes. So I think like for whether you're male, female or somewhere in between, it's kind of a good look into what girls talk about when guys aren't around. You mentioned so. forgetting that you were recording. The one thing that I would suggest is next time. The last episode had like a 20-minute period where I think somebody was just making grilled cheese sandwiches. That's what it sounded oh, like. yeah. Yeah. So I would edit that out or that was just remember Kim, that you were- That was making toast. And, yeah. Yeah, and one- And there was that one episode. It was an hour long, which is a pretty good length for a podcast, I'd yeah. say. But it seems like just someone had left a microphone on in the background. People were watching a dvr episode of Smash. Yeah, that was me too. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm ruining my own podcast, aren't I? Well, I mean, just don't don't post those. But that's I mean, what I'm saying. On the plus side, you got Angelica Houston on the show. Yeah, and she was fantastic. And she threw <laughs> so a drink in my face. And really good booking. <laughs> that is a really good booking. Yes. Anyway, uh, Tessa's show is called Lady to Lady. You can find all of the new Max Fun shows in the Max Fun Room in iTunes. Just search for maximumfun.org, uh, or follow the link into iTunes from maximumfun.org. Um, I'm so excited about all these new shows. We've already had. Uh, uh, Song Exploder is number is currently number one in the music section of the podcast store, and uh, Ono oh Ross and Carrie is currently number two in Faith and Spirituality behind Joel Osteen. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so um, we're already already blowing up the charts with these new programs, and I'm really excited for 2014. So thanks to everybody out there. You can email Jordan us. Jesse Go still hanging hanging snug at number four ninety nine in comedy behind the Boston Mass Holes podcast. I don't know. Jordan, we're we're we consistently hang hang tight at number eighty three. I'll <laughs> take know? it. I'll take it. Right. That's a place to hang. That's sure. Sure. Yeah. Seven years at eighty three. Absolutely. That sounds like a Beatles album. Right <laughs> Maybe that's our that's our new slogan for this year. Seven years at eighty three. <laughs> Um, you can email us at jjgo at maximum. Still not in triple digits. Uh, Jennifer Marmer on the boards for this week's episode. Our producer is Brian Fernandez. God, Brian, get your freaking act together. Yeah, Come geez. back from your stupid Christmas or whatever. Are we still doing Reddit next week? This week? Oh, yeah. And we're doing a Reddit. This this week. It'll be the day after this episode comes out. Tuesday, the whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you can find it. You can find it on Reddit. Well, look, look on our social medias, and we'll have links to it. Um, that's going to be fun. Totally fun. I've really been having a good time in the Max Fun Reddit. 
seems like if, a fun place to be. If you're not up in the Max Fun Reddit, get up in there because you'll find, a, among other things, a picture of last week somebody called in and said that they saw a man with a donk that was being led by a dog. Um, and somebody sent in a picture of it, and then someone else sent in another picture, a different person sent in another picture of the same guy. Apparently this guy's just walking around <laughs> Oakland, and I think it might be a mini horse and not a donk. I'll just Who cares? Imp- we'll give it to yeah. him. One way or another. Yeah. It's pretty great. If we'll you want to see, somebody made a Jordan Jesse Go car in, what's that thing called? Forza? No, Forza, sure. In Forza something or other, the video game of cars. Oh, wow. Now, this is a video game of cars. You can make your own car. You paint it with uh, pictures. Mm-hmm. They made a Jordan Jesse Go one that was spectacular. Spectacular. I posted a link to that uh, robe on eBay from last week. Mm-hmm. It was monogrammed AZZ. Um, so all kinds of fun stuff going on on our Reddit. Uh, just search for uh, Max Fun Reddit on the internet. Okay, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design, and Light in the Attic Records. We'll talk to you next time. On Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.